For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Lincoln Journal Stars Life in the Red podcast, episode four for this season. As always, Luke Mullen and Amy Just. But today we got somebody new. We've got our Husker volleyball reporter, Brent Wagner. Thanks for joining us. How's oh, it feel to be, for be back me. at it? Thanks for having me. This is awesome. So, of course, <laughs> of course, we, we had to get Brent on um, because big, big things coming up next week, volleyball day in Nebraska. Um, and usually we dedicate, you know, a few minutes, but Ahead of the season, we want to get a season preview. We'll talk all the positions, position battles. I look forward, of course, to Volleyball Day in Nebraska. Uh, but you've been going through preseason with the team right now. Um, as we record this, it's the day before the season begins. So it's right here. You know, they've gotten through all these weeks. Uh, just what's, what's the vibe kind of been like with the team? A lot of young players uh, trying to kind of figure out what their roles are, right? Yeah, I'd say just uh, really competitive. Uh... I think John Cook really likes this team. Uh, I think he thinks he's kind of got some throwback players, you know, to a different era who just want to compete and battle for spots and battle to make Nebraska a better team and don't care about what happened in the past and aren't thinking about the future of themselves. So it's uh, really exciting to to see where they'll start the year and then uh, what the finished product will look like uh, three months, three, three or four months from now. Yeah, certainly. A lot of energy, enthusiasm, I think that kind of stands out from the, the glimpses we've seen so far. But, you know, you, you wrote a couple of weeks ago about three major position battles that were happening. And, you know, the, these are still ongoing, you know, roles aren't cemented. But want to touch on those, we'll touch on all the positions. But uh, starting off with those position battles, first one at outside hitter, Lindsey Krause, Ali Batenhorst, Harper Murray, Hayden Kubik. A lot, of, a lot of talent there, you know, a lot of players that you think they're going to want to get on the court. but who stands out as kind of having those top roles so far? They're probably Lindsey Krause and Harper Murray will probably get the most extensive chance. Um, I think they'll all get chances to play and uh, prove themselves. Uh, you know, not not how you start the season doesn't mean how you end it. I mean, I could remember Kelsey Fiend maybe wasn't a starter at one point and then ended up being a great player in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Matty Kubik, I think, didn't start one season great and then ended up being great in the NCAA tournament. So um, he certainly wants to find a lineup, but I, I'm convinced that, you know, if somebody is playing, you know, not having a great match, he's going to look down to that bench and say, you know, next, next person up and give him a chance and uh, see what they can do. That, that may mean he goes back the next match, he goes back to the same lineup, but uh, I think uh, they're going to have a lot of options, uh, especially an outside hitter. That's certainly most deep position and I mean Hayden Kubik you would have thought you know a sophomore was way down the line and then she had a really good red match red white match so uh and, and John said she'd been one of the best players in serve receive so uh somebody who was way down the line is is still a part of the conversation uh at this point in the season yeah we to your point I mean we've seen those hitter rotations those change a lot throughout the course of the season but I think Amy you look at Harper Murray you know coming in freshman it's like you know, you never know how quick they're going to adapt, but from what we've seen so far, I mean, she swings so well 
she looks the part out there and, and you think she's she's going to be a big contributor to this team. Yeah. When I was watching the first day of practice, uh, sitting next to Brent jamming out to bro country, um, <laughs> I could not stop watching her. Like my, I knew going in, my column idea was going to be just focus on the freshman, but my eyes kept gravitating to her and to Andy Jackson, who we'll talk a little bit about later. Um, but she just, I don't know if it's just her energy, her persona, just the vibes that she gives off, kind of all of the above. I just find her electrifying and super fun to watch. And, you know, we'll see if she uh, cracks the starting lineup um, and stays there uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah, I like Krause at the spot a lot. I mean, she has the experience. So all of those others, you know, they'll have their chances. But moving on to middle blocker, as you alluded to, Andy Jackson, she'll be in the mix there. Maggie Mendelson, two of the younger players. Uh, Becca Alec, again, kind of the returner there. Uh, so how, how much do you expect that kind of be Becca Alec kind of gets first crack at it and then they rotate in? Is that, is that your sense of things? I think, yeah, it'd be Becca Alec and probably Andy Jackson mm-hmm. will be, you know, if, when, it's, when it becomes clear what, you know, their top lineup will be, it'll probably be those two. But uh, same thing, you know, if... Uh, Andy Jackson isn't playing well, then, you know, they can go to Maggie Mendelson or, you know, when they kind of find out what's, what their best defensive, you know, are they focused on what's, what's our best defensive lineup and then whatever offense we get from that spot is, is a bonus or, you know, are they, are they really focused on trying to get their offense better than last year and and who provides that? So, uh, certainly I think we're going to see both. Becca Alec will obviously play a lot and then I think we'll end up seeing, uh, quite a bit of both Andy Jackson and Maggie Mendelson. Any other thoughts on Andy Jackson, why you like her? I just, you know, I thought, you know, going in, that, you know, maybe Maggie, um, having been here a little longer would have an edge, but again, like I just am drawn to her, like just the way that she, you know, goes up for blocks, the way that she, you know, just commands the floor when they were going through drills um and you saw that again on saturday for the red white and they are like regardless of position this team is you know blessed with riches at every spot and i do not envy john cook in having to make these decisions because it's it's going to be really hard for sure and as you mentioned about you know important spots we'll move on to the third uh, position battle there. Setter doesn't get any bigger than that. Um, you know, got to run the whole offense, everything close to them. So Kennedy Orr, she's a returner. Burke and Riley, she's the freshman. Um, you know, they're they're kind of both, you know, going back and forth, doing, a, you know, showing their skills and, you know, having those opportunities there uh, during preseason. But it seems like, if anything, that is, that's, that's kind of still up in the air. Yeah, I think I think Bergen Riley will get a great chance to prove that uh, she can be the leader of the team and help that offense be better. Um, obviously, part of that is serving too and uh, defense. Uh, you know, they have they have the number one defense in the nation last year, and they want to keep that. But she'll, she'll definitely get a long runway, I think, to to see what she can do with this team. And but Kennedy Orr is obviously a, a great talent. Uh, she's lacked the consistency to this point in her career, but uh, sounds like she's had a pretty good uh, preseason as well, and I would expect she'll, she'll get a chance to play. The, uh, they start the season with three matches over three days, and I would expect she'll, uh, she'll get a chance to show how she's improved as well. And with, with Bergen Riley, too, I think, you know, something that 
you know, you bring up these lineup decisions that John Cook's going to have to make. Like, he's not, I don't think he's going to, he's not going to trust a freshman setter to run the offense unless she's ready, right? So the fact that we are at this point where it's very clear she's going to get some playing time, you know, it's clear that she can, she can do everything that, that he expects out of a setter. Yeah. And it's not just that. Um, when he was asked the other day who the best server, the most consistent server was, without hesitation, he said Bergen Riley. So I think that's going to play a factor, too, um, just because of how reliable she has been in practice at the service line. Good point. Yeah. All, all around game. Yes. <laughs> a big part of it. So the other two positions, we'll get to these a little quicker. Uh, right side, Merritt Beeson, Carolyn Eurovicious. Uh, those are the two spots there. Beeson, you know, coming in. Experienced player. You know what you're getting in her. She's been really, really solid so far. And then at Libero, really good depth there. Lexi Rodriguez, returner, so consistent. I think everybody knows what she brings. And then you have Lainey Choboy uh, and Macy Bosiger, those two uh, depth pieces they can serve to come in on defense. Um, those two spots, you... Easton and Rodriguez got them locked down, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be pretty similar to last year where it was uh, Lexi Rodriguez and Kenzie Knuckles. Uh, Laney kind of slides into that Kenzie Knuckles role as a defensive specialist, but you almost you look at her as like having a second all-Big Ten level libero, just uh, great defensive plays, energy, and fire. And, uh, just one of those players that kind of makes the, the team better all around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Beeson going to be very important for the offense as well. So that was, those are kind of the position uh, breakdowns we want to get to. But a couple of discussion points real quick. No seniors on this team. Kind of unique, uh, different format, but I'm sure some leaders have emerged. Who have you kind of heard from the players or from the coaching staff that they look to there on the court? Well, they voted uh, Lexi Rodriguez and Merritt uh, captain, so you certainly start there. But uh... I think Lindsey Krause, both, you know, how she plays and how she helps those freshmen along uh, is going to be a major, major leader for the team on the court as well. Yeah, so even, even though it's no seniors, it's kind of like, it's who you expect, the veterans who've been around the program or, you know, who have those leadership qualities. So certainly um, that will be those players, you know, as you mentioned, the captains, those will be the ones that they look to. But a, a little bit more of, you know, something up in the air as we talk about these outside hitters, you know, who's in the mix. I'm going to put you on the spot, have you make a prediction. Um, at the end of the season, who do you think is going to lead the team in kills? Lindsey Krause. Agree, Amy? Um, I think it's going to depend on who the setter is. I think if the setter is Kennedy Orr, then it will absolutely be Lindsey Krause. If it's Bergen Riley, I think we will see things... Um, a little more spread out, um, but I still think Lindsay will have the edge. Not to say that Harper and Merritt won't be involved in that. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think Krause, that's who you look to experience, you know, you know that she can do it at a high level. So a lot of, a lot of different players there, though. I think you, if you look at, you know, what it's going to look like at the end of the season, there's going to be a lot, a lot of kills going around uh, between all those different hitters. So again, that'll, that'll play out, but as we kind of move forward, you know, as, as you mentioned, the upcoming weekend, uh, Nebraska will get underway matches against Utah State on Friday, Lipscomb and SMU there over the weekend. I'm um, just coming off the red-white scrimmage. Cook called it, quote, by far the best red-white we've ever had since I've been here. Uh, any takeaways about the lineups, about what you kind of expect 
Nebraska to throw at uh, these three non-conference opponents this weekend. That was amazing. That was like radio there. Quote, John. I like that. <laughs> I, had to, I had to make it clear. This is not my opinion. Yeah. This was uh, Cook's opinion. <laughs> oh, no, I think it's uh, it's kind of similar to this opening tournament uh, most years where they kind of have some teams. You know, you want some teams that are going to force you to play well. And then also, but you also want to be able to play a lot of people. So you want to be able to uh, have, have use all those players and kind of see what you got and try some different lineups, and try some different rotations, maybe let some people play back row for a while. So, uh, you know, they're good teams, 20-win uh, teams, NCAA tournament type teams. So it's, uh, I think it's a good little start to the season. And then uh, obviously uh, just a few days after that, you're playing uh, – Omaha in Memorial Stadium, which is going to have a lot of nerves and things like that. So uh, you want to feel good about your team going into that. Yeah, good point for sure. That getting that basis, you know, making sure that they're comfortable out there, are really important this weekend. And you know, it's kind of it's kind of like all all the offseason talk has, of course, been about volleyball day in Nebraska. You know, this major huge event, and it's like okay, you know, they still got they still got these three matches to get through this weekend uh, before we get there, but. Might as well jump into it. Um, such a big event. And the athletic department, you know, they've been working at all these details, you know, planning over the last few months. And even before then, you know, when they were kind of brainstorming this idea. So a few of the details to note, uh, the setup for the day, UNK will play Wayne State at 430. Uh, Nebraska's match against Omaha scheduled for seven. Again, timing and stuff. You know, it's fluid. Stuff happens. Matches go long, whatever. But that's how the things are scheduled. And all the details about parking, game day information, that stuff can be found. Huskers.com, they have that all laid out. But weather, you know, that, that was kind of a concern when this was scheduled, of course, late August. Today, it's like 100 plus degrees, whatever it is. It is currently at 12.03 p.m. on Thursday. It is 94 degrees, and that does not include the heat index. It is spicy outside today. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's brutal right now. But if we look at the forecast, you know, tentatively, uh, showing 84 degrees at five o'clock on that day, 77 at eight. So that sounds like that sounds like fair weather to get a volleyball match, right? Yeah, I just I worry about the wind. Um, what that's looking like as of the other day, it didn't appear like it was going to be um, that significant, which is great. Hope it stays that way. And a lot of logistics too. You know, there's contingency plans about moving the match into Devaney uh, if they needed to because of the weather. Um, Brent, was there anything that kind of stood out to you about all the logistics that had to go into this um, from a volleyball, volleyball perspective, uh, just to make sure that the day kind of goes smoothly? Well, uh, I mean, they've, they've, they've done all they can do, I think, to try to make it a successful event. Um, they've done some kind of test runs with the court. They've, uh, in May, when they had the stadium kind of set up for graduation they brought brought the practice players in and brought the court in and kind of tried out this platform that the stage will be built on uh just to see you know if, if it's going to be a good surface to play on and if it's going to be safe for the players and they've kind of made some adjustments with that so obviously they're they're very con concerned about player safety and, uh, making it a great experience for the players and the fans so yeah they've they've thought everything through um, Obviously, they're obviously planning to have a lot of those uh, towel the kids with the towels and uh, people with mops to you know do everything they can to keep the the playing surface dry, even though there's the potential for uh, the players to be uh, sweating a lot there. And 
Yeah, they'll have, I mean, it's obviously going to be very different. Uh, Nebraska has the benefit of they play beach volleyball every year. So they're on the beach in Hawaii and then they're on the beach in California where they're dealing with wind as well. And uh, so they have a, a good idea there. And then they're going to have, they'll have a two hour practice on uh, Tuesday night in there, pretty similar to the time. So they'll kind of get used to the, the big stadium and lights and things like that. And then they'll have a practice also on Wednesday uh, morning, I believe. So they're going to have uh, three hours to kind of get used to the stadium and the surface uh, before uh, 80,000 plus show up there on uh, Wednesday night. Yeah. And the good news is at least Memorial Stadium will block out setting sun. You know, I'm imagining, you know, staring straight into the sun, you know, you're trying to receive a serve. So thankfully that uh, that will not that will not be part of things. But yeah, a lot of different considerations there. Um, good to hear that they're getting experience on the court um, and getting comfortable uh, with with the setup there. So a few other things to note, a lot of entertainment for the day. As you mentioned, it's big, big for the fans. Lots of people coming into Lincoln for this. Uh, they'll have a fan rally at the Coliseum earlier in the day. A uh, big part of uh, the volleyball day is as well. Looking forward to the tunnel walk uh, that the volleyball players will get to experience. I think that's going to be a, a really, really cool moment. And then afterwards, uh, as well, Scotty McCreary uh, holding the concert for all those who are interested in that. So big day, a lot going on. What do you just think about the impact that this is going to have all these people coming into Lincoln for this event? Oh, it's just, it's just really uh, great that a lot of people that don't normally get to attend a match at the Vanny Center are going to get to go. Uh, it's great that high school volleyball teams are going to get to go together, you know, load up a bus and come down to Lincoln club volleyball teams. Um, obviously, it's going to be great to be there, but I'm pretty excited to go back and watch the broadcast afterwards and just see, you know, the stadium shots are going to look like and uh, all the things that Big Ten Network is going to do to, uh, to produce this show and show this product and look back at the history of the program and how they got from where they're begging people to come to matches at the NU Coliseum after football games to now, you know, 80,000 plus at uh, Memorial Stadium. So it'll be a, be a great event. I'm sure the photos will be great. I'm sure the afterwards watching the uh, watching the broadcast will be great as well. I thought you were going to say you're just looking forward to the Scotty McCreary. You might be riding. During yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's nice. They're going to, uh, you know, the, the, the stage is already set up. So they yeah. have planned out really well. So I think there's only going to be like 10 or 15 minutes in between the end of the match and the start of the concert. So, uh, you know, people don't have to wait a long time to uh, take in some of that concert. And uh, students are going to be on the field both during the match and uh, during the concert. So that's going to be a really cool scene with uh, hundreds of people out on the field. Yeah, it'll be a loud, uh, loud student section. And also worth noting as we talk about the impact, um, potential, you know, record attendance for a volleyball match, you know, one of the largest crowds ever uh, for a women's sporting event. And, uh, Another detail to note, athletic director Trev Alberts on his radio show on Wednesday, uh, he said that there will be national Adidas representatives will be there. New York Times is sending a reporter, uh, Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti, as well as NCAA President Charlie Baker, all expected to be in attendance. Like, it's clear, yes, this is, this is a huge deal in Nebraska, but as a national collegiate athletics event, this is also making waves. People are looking at this and saying, wow. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that there's more national people here than just one national reporter, because this is a big deal. Um, and, you know, if other outlets, um, 
you know, send people phenomenal. Like this event needs to be covered. It's going to be one of, if not the largest women's sporting event ever, period. And if the national media um, decides to just cover week one of college football instead, it's embarrassing. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad the NCAA president is going to be there. I think that's yeah. a really oh, nice, that, nice that, detail. That yeah. is amazing. Um, no duh that uh, Tony Petiti will be here. I've heard that a, a large chunk of uh, the Big Ten um, like C-suite will be here, not just him. Um, so they're going to be here in force. Um, glad that the NCAA president is going to be here. Um, I would imagine that um, there will be other high-ranking officials from the NCAA going to be here as well. Um, but yeah, no, I just hope that more national media will be here because it's the biggest thing in women's athletics possibly ever. Yeah, it deserves a lot of a lot of national recognition. Um, so, again, a lot of a lot of focus on there. Um, those are the volleyball day in Nebraska a discussion that we have. Again, more details huskers.com if you're looking for it. Um, so, Amy and Brent will be there. We'll have a large team um, covering photos, videos, stories, everything from the day. Um, so, make sure to stay tuned journalstar.com for that. And briefly before we wrap up. I just want to have a little bit of a, a season outlook for this team. You know, we talked about the roster, but um, the competition in the Big Ten, that doesn't change. It's always super strong. Um, the team's nationally ranked in the AVCA preseason, preseason poll. Wisconsin at number two. Nebraska tied for fifth. Minnesota at number seven. Penn State number eight. Ohio State number 14. Purdue number 16. So a lot, a lot of top talent there. And kind of looking ahead a little bit after this August, you know, those three matches to open the season, Volleyball Day in Nebraska, Ember is going to be one heck of a grind with the schedule that they're playing. Yeah, the Brighton Alls is a, is a really good match. Uh, have to make a really difficult trip to Stanford, which is, you know, should be a top 10 team and has a great right side hitter that can, can take over a match and kindle Kip. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a really tough year. Um, I expect Nebraska to be a really good team, but how far does that take you? We're going we're gonna to find out. Texas won the national championship. Have a lot of great players from that team. Uh, Wisconsin going to be really, really, really good again. They got some transfers. They had, had a good team. They added some transfers. Uh, at one point, I was going through their roster, and I was like, wow, great player, great player, great player. And I had forgotten about uh, Schmreck, who uh, was a big part of why they won the national championship match against Nebraska. And, uh, 2021 so yeah wisconsin will be really good too so yeah there's a lot of good teams it's a, it's a fascinating year for nebraska to see how much this big junior class can improve and then how quickly this big freshman class can uh you know figure out how to play at a high level in, in college volleyball yeah and i think if if you look at kind of the big picture it's it's maybe one of the most talented rosters that you have coming in but a lot of questions about it too so with that in mind like what are kind of the expectations, the potential that this group has? Final four run, I mean, they're, they're number five preseason. They're right in that mix of what people expect from them, from them nationally. But from up close, seeing them in person, what, what do you think kind of the expectations are for the group? So when I interviewed the five freshmen on uh, 
media day, I just, you know, asked them all like the same questions. And, you know, I asked all of them, you know, what would it mean for you to contribute significantly to this team this year? And three out of the five of them said the words national championship. So that's where their sights are, um, whether that's this year or next year or the year after. Um, but they they are not settling for anything less than that. Agree. They they got national championship in their heads. Yeah, I mean, I think they're certainly a, a team that can have a chance to make the final four. And if you make the final four, then you know, that certainly gives you a, a chance. Anything can happen once you get to that stage. Uh, I can remember back in 2015, you know, just hadn't made the final four for a while. And it's just like, hey, maybe if they just get there, but then they got there and won the national championship in Omaha. So, uh, um, like I said, a lot of good teams. Uh, expect them to be, you know, Wisconsin and Nebraska to be the top teams in the Big Ten. And when you're one of the top two teams in the Big Ten, that means you got a chance to host a regional. And if you host a regional, then you got a, a decent chance to get to the Final Four. For sure. And just, I think you, you look at kind of the mentality John Cook brings to the team, right? I mean, they're always thinking big. They've always got those long-term goals in mind. So I just got to get through the season, you know, accomplish those step-by-step. Step. And like I said, three matches this weekend, Volleyball Day in Nebraska coming up uh, next Wednesday as well. So as I said, JournalStar.com, Brent and Amy will be there. Uh, they'll be excited to, to bring you all the coverage and appreciate you joining us for, uh, for the season preview. Hope all the, the listeners have maybe learned a, a thing or two about uh, your thoughts on the upcoming volleyball season. So. Thank you for that. And uh, for all our listeners and viewers out there, we will have a football uh, kind of schedule season preview. I look forward to Minnesota here coming out early next week. So look forward to that. And once again, thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. I will see you soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.